Hello and welcome to the Bank on Dividends podcast. As always, my name is Banky and I will be your guide into the wonderful world of dividend investing. This week, we have our very first guest on the Bank on Dividends podcast. As you can tell, I am super excited and it gets even better because 2022 so far has been a great year for the markets. And I know we're very early on, pun intended. The first few days of the market have been really, really good for me and I hope they've been good for you as well. But remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Now, before we get stuck into this week's episode and I introduce our guest, Trade M, I've noticed that a lot of people dig themselves into camps and they say, I'm a dividend investor, I'm a growth investor, I'm a value investor or whatever. I only invest in crypto. Now, this is all well and good, but it is a little bit dangerous. And that's the reason we have this week's episode dividends are not the only way. It's okay as a dividend investor to understand that other people prefer other means of investing and dividends are not the only way. For me, they are. I'm always going to be a dividend investor and that could be the case for you too as well. But it's really important to know that there are other ways of achieving financial freedom and possibly enlighten you to other ways of achieving your goal. Obviously, being a dividend investor like myself, I am not best placed to talk you through all the different options there are to you because I believe in dividends, even though they're not the only way. But I have been very, very lucky to find someone who knows exactly what they're talking about and has experience in lots of different fields in the personal finance space. So this week, our special guest is Trade M. I'm sure most of you will know her. And if you don't, you will get to know her because she's got some of the insights. So in this week's episode, we are going to be interviewing Trade M and asking her why dividends are not the only way. Before we introduce Trade M, I have to hit you guys with the disclaimer. So bear with me and then we'll get straight into the episode. The views expressed in this podcast are meant solely for inspiration and entertainment purposes. Nothing stated in this podcast should be considered financial, economic, accounting or tax advice. Dividends are never guaranteed. This recording does not address all risks. No comments made in this recording should be considered an endorsement for any investment or investment strategy. This recording should not be considered as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or subscribe to any financial instruments, products, securities or derivative instruments. All data used is believed to be valid and accurate at the date it was first recorded on an as-is basis and is subject to change without notice. Listeners should seek their own financial tax legal and regulatory advice regarding the appropriateness or otherwise of investments or any investment strategies. Any decision a party makes after listening to this recording should be based on its own research and will not be considered influenced by the views expressed in this podcast. You will solely bear the responsibility for any investments you make and for the liability of any losses arising from the information provided. Without any further ado, I would like to introduce Trade M to the Bank on Dividends podcast. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm really happy that you invited me on and looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to call you Emma, um, just so that it's a bit less formal. But sure. this is an interview, so forgive me if I am quite direct. I've got <laughs> quite a few questions to get through. And again, 
you know, the title of the episode is Dividends Are Not The Only Way. First question, just keep it kind of like, how did you get started and when did you catch the fire bug? Okay, so I got started like many other people that I've spoken to during the first lockdown. It'd been sort of brought up for a while to me. My brother was already investing and he had said to me for quite some time, maybe sort of six months or more, Emma, you need to start investing. You've got to like get into this. You're losing money through inflation and things like that. So I um, so I went on a walk with my brother and we had a chat and he explained to me what an index fund was and why that kind of investing is not risk free, but it's less of a risk in terms of investing than picking individual stocks. And he was like, look, you've just got to get into this now. So because we were on lockdown and I was working from home at the time, I had more time to kind of actually look into it for myself because okay. I don't know about you, but for me, for me to get on board something, I need to really understand it. I, I took that time to kind of sit down and read up on it, watch a lot of YouTube. I went through again with my brother. He like showed me his Vanguard and like how, how Vanguard works and things like that. So that's sort of how I got into it, really. Okay, so how how good was your brother's initial explanation now that you're a pro and you know what you're talking about? Yeah, it was really good. And to be honest, I'll always be grateful. And as a, a kind of joke at the time, he because he was like, come back in 10 years time and see how much you want to thank me, you know, how good it's been over 10 years. So I've put a reminder in my phone of that date in 10 years time. So I can call him up and be like, yeah, you were right, Gary. Amazing, <laughs> right amazing. All along. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He, uh, he's not going to let you live that down, I bet. No, he won't. Definitely yeah. not. OK, thank you. Next question. Rank the following and explain why, if possible. Paying off debts, saving and investing, building multiple streams of income. I would actually rank them in that exact order. So I think for me, having any kind of debt would be sort of like it would weigh on my shoulders. So I would want to get that gone as soon as possible I mean I went to university and I had I come out of university with a student loan um I had about 15 grand and I know students now they have to pay even more than when I went to university so they have even more than that and just once I know you don't have to pay off student loan fast the interest is really low but I just for me I just wanted to get that done and I was quite proud I paid it off in 10 years after I finished uni so I was quite proud to once that was gone um so yeah debt would definitely be my first thing to get to get gone and then starting to save and invest. Um, obviously you can do some of those two things together as well, but I'd prioritize debts, then saving and investing. And then once you kind of onboard that investment train, this is what happened for me anyway, then I'm starting to look at multiple streams of income okay. to find more ways that I can put money into investments basically. Okay, so when you say paying off debt, does that include the mortgage? No, although okay. <laughs> I am a pro mortgage uh, overpayer okay, <laughs> which I know true. is also controversial because you know every time I post about it on Instagram there's always someone in the comments who's like yeah me too I overpay and then you've got someone on the opposite side who's like you know you could be investing and getting more in and I know I do know that yeah um, but for me and my personal situation I invest and I overpay my mortgage um, partly because the investing is just me like that's my journey and mm -hmm. the mortgage is a joint journey with my partner yeah. so I overpay from our joint account so that money wouldn't have been invested anyway that was just like that's our joint pot so I'm investing out my own pot and then I'm overpaying from our joint pot 
Yeah, and I, I feel like people do get stuck in these camps that you can only do one thing. And that's the point of this episode. There is other things. Uh, I like dividend investing. Um, I recently took out a mortgage, so I will be doing some overpayment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I'm also aiming to pay off my student finance in 10 years. I got, I got about five years left. And I was the last year that you could, I think it was three grand a year. Literally the September yeah. after me, it jumped up to nine and God knows what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, it's terrible, so, isn't it? Let's let's move on to the next question. And this is something that I've seen you post a lot about. Uh, and I, I'm just going to assume I know nothing, right? Just assume okay. I know nothing. What are premium bonds and why not stop? Okay, so premium bonds is run by the government, the scheme by NSNI, National Savings and Investments, I think it stands for. And essentially, you put your money in and you're loaning the government your money, basically. And for you putting your money into the premium bonds they put you into a monthly draw like a lottery basically so every month numbers get drawn out of this lottery and you've got a chance of winning something between 25 pounds and a million pounds every single month and it's not like when you buy a lottery ticket for the national lottery you put your two pound in for the lottery ticket and that two pound is gone forever it doesn't work like that your money stays in the premium bonds and you can withdraw it when you want so for me it's quite a good place for my emergency fund Obviously, it is losing value due, due to inflation, but it's not going to lose value like my investments would if there was a market crash. So it's a little bit, uh, well, it's not got the volatility of that. So I know it's not the best place in terms of, because um, you're, re- you're not getting any interest. You've got a chance of winning money from the draws each month, but it's not guaranteed. Um, but so far, I've won four times £25. So I'm up a lot more than I would have been where that money was previously in a cash ISA. And I had um, about 13k in a cash ISA for a long time. And when I got my statement, I think it was around last February, March, it, I'd got £1.31 interest on that. £1.31 on 13k. So that's wow. when I was like, right, I'm closing this and it's going in premium bonds. And now I've won. A, I'm a hundred pound up on the premium bonds, so I'm doing better by like ninety eight okay. pound, whatever it is. <laughs> that is amazing. The two numbers that stuck out to me was first one pound thirty something, right? That's, that's yeah. That's that's hard to hear. <laughs> it's painful, that. isn't it? Yeah. Um. Second number is a million pounds. You can win a million pounds every month. Like, yeah. you need to tell me where I can sign up for that nsni website okay okay i'm i'm, I'm gonna do that keep keep me honest there if i haven't done it in a week <laughs> message yeah, me. i'll, I'll uh, remind you <laughs> yeah. okay that's good that's good like you said it's an alternative i do like the fact that you said you're using it for an emergency fund because in yeah. my head i was thinking i know six stocks that will give you five percent yield and they will pay you quarterly or, or yeah. monthly <laughs> dividends but the emergency emergency fund is a good place, even on a sinking fund. Um, how easy or hard is it to get your money in and out of those kind of premium bonds? It's really easy. Um, in terms of buying bonds, you I think you can you have to put in a minimum of twenty five pound a time, uh, so you can't sort of drip one or two pounds in. Um, but once you're set up on the website, you can just use your debit card to put money in that way. I've not drawn out yet. Um, but from what I've read on the website, it's pretty easy. You just can sell certain premium bonds and then withdraw the cash back okay. out onto your debit card or into your bank account. Yeah. If you win a million pounds, please remember me. That's all I'm going to say. 
right. if you help manifest that then yeah we'll go with that <laughs> yeah definitely okay next question how's your experience been with peer-to-peer lending it's actually been really good um it's something i've heard about for a, a long time like years it's something my dad used to do my brother had done it before as well but i think one of the websites he went with a, a, a few years back went under so he did lose some money so that's the risk but I lend via Peerberry and um, I just got their late, latest email today up, like their latest update and it had some really good stats in email about like how many millions their users have got in interest over the last year and the fact that they've never had anyone lose on a loan so they're like a really solid peer-to-peer lending platform in my experience and they're quite easy to use I mean I've only got just sort of trialing it out I've only got 150 pounds in there so I'm not earning big but I just sort of wanted to test the waters and see what it's all about but I was certainly thinking about putting more in there this year and um, making that a bit more of a kind of passive income because it's just a nice way to kind of diversify things and not just be all in on stocks. Okay and roughly what kind of interest rate do they offer or does it differ? It does differ on the different loans. Um, Sometimes um, you just have to like look at the right time to get a good one. A lot of the loans I'm lending out on at the moment because I only lend like 15 to 25 pound out per loan to keep like diversify across different countries and different uh, borrowers. So I'm looking between nine and 11 percent per loan at the moment. 9 11%? Yeah. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm yeah. going to need to get you to give me all the links because definitely people are going to be messaging me uh, <laughs> when yeah. you do those kind of returns. Well, um, it's, all the details are on my Instagram. So um, if anyone's interested in having a look, then I've got a couple of posts about Peerberry on there. Thank you. And yeah, you should do that. Definitely check out Trade M on Instagram. And where else are you, by the way? Just on Instagram in terms of Trade M, to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah, I've. I mean, I have other social medias, but not as not in terms of the finance. Well, just for personal use. Yeah. But yeah, just yeah. Instagram. And if you find Emma's personal page, leave her alone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next Especially question. if you're one of my students. <laughs> All right. What is the best side hustle for someone who already has a full-time job? For me, my best side hustle has been user testing. And people often say, like, how do I do user testing? What is it? So it is the website is actually usertesting.com and you sign up to be a tester to test interfaces, essentially. So you can do it on your computer or on your phone. And if anyone is familiar with Prolific, the survey site where you have to look for when the surveys come in, it's like that. So you have to look for a test to come up and then you have to answer a few screening questions just to see if you're right, the right person to test it, like the right kind of person they're looking for. And then if you get accepted onto the test, you will walk through the user interface. There'll be questions on the screen you have to answer, like things you might have to, uh, it might be like, say it's a banking app and it will be like, how would you go about depositing money into this account or something like that? And you'd have to explain the steps that you think you would take to do that. And it records your screen and records your voice whilst you do it. Okay. Um, most of the tests, there's a different variety, but most of the tests I do, you get paid $10 and probably takes me like 10 to 20 minutes for $10. Okay. And is so, there a minimum that you have to do before you can withdraw? No, there isn't. They pay you straight into PayPal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
so can withdraw it at any time they uh, wear say straight into seven days after the test so if i did a test today i'd get paid for it next tuesday the Um, reason i asked it's a really easy one yeah the reason i ask is because i have done some surveys before and i've signed up to quite a few survey sites you know listening to music write a quick review i've done all of them um and I got to a point that I earned quite a bit of money. I could buy at least a whole stock, but I had to do like 50. And then there was always like a minimum that you had to earn a hundred pounds before yeah. you could withdraw it. And I was like, that's, you know, <laughs> it was it was good, but I don't have that much free time. No. Okay. And that's a good thing with user testing because for me, like if I get in from work um, and I've just got like half hour, I'll just go on there and see if there's a test to do. It might take me 10 or 20 minutes and then I've earned $10 and then can withdraw that the following week so yeah it's a nice quick easy way to earn some money but you can't always find tests you sometimes you're not suitable so you get pulled out the screener but the screener questions are quite short so it's not like um you spend 10 minutes doing the screen you spend like one or two minutes doing the screener so it's not too bad okay okay now i've heard you post about this thing and i don't know what it is but it sounds very elon musky so what in the name of elon musk is Zigloo. Zigloo, yes. Yeah. I, Zigloo is actually really good. It's an, an e-money tool, basically, where you can buy crypto and you can stake crypto on there as well. So you can stake Bitcoin for 5%, I think. Uh, don't Actually, don't quote me on that. It might be 2%. I can't remember off the top of my head. You can also get a debit card from them and you can do foreign exchange. So if I was going on holiday abroad, I could order their debit card, put my pound sterling in there and then transfer it into whatever currency I wanted, say euros, for example. And then I could just use that debit card abroad without any fees. So, um, yeah, I originally opened it for the crypto side of things, but I'm I've got a little bit on there, but I'm more using crypto.com now. But I'm keeping hold of it because, yeah, if I go abroad then I'll definitely be using that for the debit card for the foreign exchange. Okay, that's very good. I didn't know it was crypto. I never would have guessed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, crypto.com is another one I have, and I'm big into the the staking of crypto. I don't yeah. I don't believe in it as an asset class, but if it's going to yeah. earn me a couple of uh, pounds every month, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Next question. Um, I know you have a free budget planner, but where can I find it, and what other resources are there that we can we can get from you? The other resources other than the budget plan I have are um, I made a lifetime ISA calculator as well and an emergency fund calculator. And these have all just come off of the back of like conversations with people where they're like, oh, could you make one of those? And I have ended up making them and then I've just put them on um, in, on my Instagram bio. There's a tap link, which is like a, a website where, where I can just put loads of links. It's not the tidiest way to do it, but it's all I've got at the moment. So it's just on there, on the, the link in my bio. So yeah, there's a lifetime ISA calculator that um, does all like the compound interest if you invest however much you put into your lifetime ISA each year and it will tell you like how much you'll have by the time you're 60 when you're allowed to withdraw it unless you're going to withdraw it for your first house and a calculator for how much you should have in your emergency fund so you put in like your expenditure for each month and then say like what time period you'd want your emergency fund to cover so one month six months or a year and it will do all the adding up for you. So I can actually testify to that. I have used your emergency fund calculator and I have compared it to a couple other ones out there. And it's it's probably 
one of the better ones because it is not overcomplicated. So guys, you know, go check it out. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to, to do That's that. Um, I've, I've always tried to have a six month emergency fund, but um, yeah. it, it tends to be just a, a, a savings account that I go into <laughs> whenever I need to. Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Now for some listeners, they, they might not know this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. What type of fire are you aiming for? Um, initially, what they call barista fire. So okay. I'd be able to potentially work part time. That would be a nice way to kind of ease into it, I think. Um, and then once I've sort of got enough built up, then you know, regular fire, essentially. So like four times the income kind of thing. Sorry, yeah. 25 times income. Yeah. Thinking so, of a 4% roll. No worries. We're not going to explain what fire is. There's a podcast episode called Fire, Fire, Fire. I did it many, many weeks ago. So if you don't know what we were just talking about, you need to go listen to that episode. All right. <laughs> Next. Next question. What is the biggest investing mistake you have made so far? Do you remember when trading, do you use trading 212? I do. I do. Do you remember when they bought in the pies? Yes. So they used, you could look at people's pies and someone had posted one on there and it was called the millionaire pie. And you can obviously see the projections for like, if you invest in this pie, this is how much it could be in like 10, 20 years or whatever. So it was this millionaire pie and I just looked at the projections of however much it, it was going to get me and didn't know anything about any of the companies. So I just invested in it. And um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Head palm, face palm. Um, so yeah, currently it's 50% down oh, wow. and four out of the five stocks are in the red in that okay. pie. So yeah, that's okay. probably my biggest investing mistake. Fortunately, okay. do you still hold it? That, I that? still hold it because it's I didn't invest a lot into it. So I was okay. just like, you know, you never know. It might come back up. But a lot of them were China stocks. So they've obviously struggled over the last yeah. year. Um, the only one that's in the green is Moderna. So okay. um, it might it might come back up if it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, yeah I've learned not to follow the hype because, you know, Obviously, they call certain people influencers, and I'm certainly someone who gets influenced. Okay. So if someone talks about something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I must try that. Or if they're saying about this new stock they've got, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I need that one as well. So I need to, like, I am learning to not be so influenced and actually do my own thing and um, be a bit more, like, not then and right now, but wait it out and kind of look and do my own research. Okay, I, I I will join you. I I confess that's happened to me as well with penny stocks. Yeah. Uh, there, there are quite a lot of penny stocks, and I had to cut my losses because I was ninety percent down at one yeah. point. Um, and let's if we just use the example of being fifty percent down, you need a hundred and fifty percent return to get back to where you originally were. Yeah. So yeah, I had to I had to cut my losses on there. It's not a proud moment for me, but we move on <laughs> very quickly. We learn. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Last question from this section. What advice do you have for anyone who is just starting out on their fire journey? The main advice I give people are three simple steps. Um, This is mainly for people from the UK. First of all, open an investment ISA. Um, So if you're in the UK, that's like a a savings account with um, where you don't pay tax on your gains. Um, so open a, an investment ISA, choose a global index fund and just invest into that. Keep it simple. So you don't need to pick individual shares. Just pick one decent global index fund that's going to cover the majority of the market and have you nicely diversified. And then just set up a monthly deposit 
to do its thing for you. So just those three steps, ISA, index fund, monthly deposits. Amazing. And I always tell people that if you don't believe in index funds, think about your pension. Most people's work-based pension is going into some sort of index fund anyway. And that's good. Please up your pension contribution if you can. But if you want to invest as well, what what Emma just said is is the best way. Totally agree with you there. Um, And it's quite passive. You don't have to be as involved as myself or Emma. So that was the last of the kind of the long form question. So now I've got a few quick fire questions and answer them as quickly as you can. So no explanations. Yeah. Well, I might ask you, I might push you, but we'll see. Okay. So I know you're not a dividend investor, but if you had to pick one dividend stock right now, what would it be? Coca-Cola. Okay. And why? (laughs) Um, It's just, I don't see that company going anywhere. I do invest in Coca-Cola. Um, although I'm not like just a dividend investor, I do have some dividend stocks. And yeah, I just think it's a really strong company and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's got a, a, a good future. I agree. Um, I and think it pays I said, a good dividend. It does indeed. It does indeed. And they've been paying that dividend for a very long time, longer yeah. than I've been alive anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, quick fire number two, dividend stocks or crypto and staking? Oh, Dividend stocks for me is less risky. Just to make me happy. (laughs) No, no, honestly, less risky. Okay, okay. Um, Next one: premium bonds or index funds? Index funds. Okay, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Okay, cashback schemes or reward schemes? Cashback. Okay, explain why. Because then you're already shopping anyway, so you might as well be incentivized for doing the shopping um yeah that i get like cash back in so many different ways on my shopping eyes like scan my receipts i use airtime rewards um i use my crypto.com card and get two percent cash back so yeah cash back all day long okay okay and jp morgan chase have actually issued a new bank uh, a new card that gives you cash back so i've been seeing that showing up on my timeline a lot so if oh, anyone's got that card let me yeah. know if it's any good um, okay, next one. What is your ultimate goal? Is there like a number that summarizes what you're trying to achieve? Um, I kind of got short term, mid term, and long term, I guess. So, short term okay. would be first 100K. Um, I hear like once you get there, then everything starts to kind of snowball a bit more. So, that's my short term goal. Medium term would be the 500K. And then, long term goal, dreaming would be to get that millionaire title. Okay, okay. Multi-millionaire, hopefully, but we'll yeah. get there. Yeah, because right. millionaire won't be worth as much by the time I get there <laughs> with the inflation. Okay. Yeah, and the last question, um, and I think you've answered this already, but where can we find you and what are your handles? Yeah, so just on Instagram and it, the username's trade underscore underscore EM. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed this. Now, I, I know that there's been a lot of value and if I end up just DMing you lots of questions from the podcast, <laughs> please forgive me because I know people are going to reach out that's, that's with fun. many, many questions. Have you got any closing comments to say? Yeah, just for anyone who's thinking about starting investing and you just haven't bit the bullet yet, like I hadn't done during that last lockdown, um, just have a little think, what are you waiting for? Because the longer you wait, the less time you've got in the market for your money to grow so yeah just what are you waiting for just do it 
Thank you. I, ditto, I can't say any more. I, I, I feel like secretly you're a dividend investor that just happens to do other things. Um, so once again, thank you, Trade M. Thank you, Emma, for joining us. And I'm hoping and praying that this won't be your last time on the Bank on Dividend podcast. But for now, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And that is it for this week's episode of the Bank on Dividends podcast. Once again, a huge thank you to Trade M. Remember to check out all the links in the episode description. And remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Now, before I go, I'm really excited to let you guys know that next week we have another guest on the podcast and our guest next week is going to be Morton from Dividend Club. We're going to be talking about why dividends don't lie. I can't wait. See you next week.